is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial on in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. It's the live Saturday edition, day after Christmas. We're here live. I don't know about the rest of the radio world, but uh, we didn't take any time off this week. Well, actually, when I say we, I meant we as in the show, Free Talk Live. Mark, you actually did have the entire week off. Yeah, so. the guy with talent uh, was on was on <laughs> vacation uh, this week uh, from you know Monday through Friday. So down in Sar- beautiful Sarasota, Florida, where the weather is warm. So you flew down, you flew back, mm-hmm. and I guess uh, what was it Friday morning that uh, this uh, bomber thing uh, happened, or was? Was that, I think was, was that? Yeah, I think it was Friday because uh, it, was, it was all the news this morning. So, uh, so I guess the you know the the word was that some guy was trying to light some kind of chemical and I think the, he was trying to inject it. Well, it was exactly what uh, we predicted would happen, right, on this show that if if there were ever some sort of terrorist uh, thing that happened on an airplane, some kind of takeover attempt or ex- explosive uh, weaponized whatever attempt. That the passengers would be the ones that would stop it, right? Absolutely, they, the passengers will not put up with with uh, this with terrorist nonsense anymore. Um, you know, as it was, the days have changed from when you could, uh, you know, expect to have your plane hijacked, sit, spend the afternoon on the tarmac in Havana, and then you'll you'll be home perhaps uh, tomorrow or the, tonight by dinner, the latest by tomorrow. Things changed on 9-11, and, and people won't put up with that stuff anymore. They're going to pull a Flight 93 on them. And that's what happened. Uh, the, the passengers went after this guy, and they, you know, they got him under control. Whereas, huh, wait a minute, how did he get that stuff on that flight anyway? I, I guess the government security measures didn't quite do the trick. Now, of well, course, it was in Af- Amsterdam. It was an international well, flight. It, it could. He actually originated in Nigeria. I wouldn't personally trust uh, Nigerian security as much as I would trust American security. Well, you think the TSA goons are better than the the other goons around the, yes. the rest of the world? Yes, I do oh, think please. that our goons are slightly more efficient. Please. The uh, governments around the world have increased their security measures, so it's just another point. Just another point to show that it wasn't government that kept those people on that flight safe. I agree that safe. that much is true. It was the people on the flight that kept that flight I, safe. I trust. I trust American citizens more than I trust uh, well the Transportation Security Administration to uh, keep me safe. So, did they change anything for you when you? I mean, you flew back this morning uh, from Florida to New Hampshire. What, did you notice any uh, tightening of the restrictions? Because there's talk about that now they're they're talking i just heard something on the news right before the show uh that suggested that apparently some flights have now locked down their customers the the uh, the passengers in the in the final hour of the flight that you're not allowed to get up for any reason uh in the final hour of the flight i couldn't tell you I mean, that that was probably true on our flight that with the last hour was not you weren't allowed to get up but uh, you know they they said it was because you know, they didn't say why it was because you just couldn't get up and use the bathroom i i noticed a couple of kids that were flying by themselves you know you always feel extra protective of them mm-hmm. and uh uh, they, you know, the one little boy's like, I have to use the bathroom. I have to use the bathroom. You, you know what's coming you better next, right? Better let him go to the bathroom. I'm, they did. Okay, that's good. All right, so we'll see what happens as a result of this because inevitably, every time some sort of uh, alleged terrorist attack happens or an attempt at an attack, 
the government people always use it as an excuse to crank up the security measures, but, and who knows where this will go. You know, and we've heard from multiple uh, situations, whether it's private security people or even law enforcement officers, that what goes on at the uh, the airport screening really has li- very little to do with actual security and has far more to do with the feeling of security that security people theater. get. Security theater. Yeah, security yeah. theater. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it, it's what their job is impossible, mind you, but, um, uh, you know, I... I flew for what for uh, I think a year with the same lighter in my pocket. So I really? mean, it's not that big of a, a thing to get the one legislated. Uh, that's the that's the one thing that's legislated that you can't carry on a plane is a lighter. The, all the rest of its rules that they have uh, mm. from the TSA, at least as I understand it, it's not like I've poured through all these laws. Who who has time to read them? But um, yeah, you know what? What are they going to do to stop them? They they can't stop their own red team, is what they call the TSA's team that tests themselves. In most cases, most of the news stories I read, it's 70% of the time, 80% of the time. So I'm just going to guess 50% because they probably don't uh, put the times that they manage to only stop, um, you know, uh, they, they stop 60 or 70% of the stuff that comes through. Okay, well, you know, I actually, just as a, since you mentioned security theater and a related story, this week some of the liberty uh, activists here in Keene, New Hampshire, went to the courthouse on, I think it was Christmas Eve, yeah, Christmas Eve, that morning, uh, to uh, to attend an arraignment. They had to open the courthouse special, or the courtroom, rather, special for this one, uh, for this arraignment. And the funny thing was, it was completely open before the bureaucrats arrived, so there was no security whatsoever. And then when the cops showed up, because they brought the cops in for the day to uh, to do the security, they grabbed the wands from the security office and they started doing the, the screening. But we'd had full access to the courtroom uh, prior to that anyway, so there would have been nothing to stop. I mean, nobody around here is violent and would do anything like this, but I'm just it's just giving you an example of how it's all just a big joke. I mean, we had full access to the courtroom in advance of anybody even showing up that day. You you know you could have strapped a gun to the underside of a chair, put a bomb underneath the the judge's chair, or something like that, and there would have been nobody would have known the why. That's one of the results of uh, doing security like this. Is when you know the average guy sees the breaches in the security, he's like, it's laughable. Yeah, you know? it is. La- it was laughable. <laughs> I didn't point it out to the cops at the time because I don't want to freak them out or something like that. But yeah, God knows they locked know. the whole place down. Right. Right. So anyway, let's continue here. You can bring up absolutely anything. Saturday edition of the show, 800-259-9231. I'd like to talk about drinking and kids here in a moment, uh, drinking alcohol, that is. But let's go to Dave in Keene, New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live listening to WKBK. Hello, Dave. Hi. I was just, I was listening to the radio earlier, and I heard, I don't know who it was, but one of your fellows were on the radio earlier. Okay. And talking to the Pasha, and he was trying to, he's saying that he saw maybe you, um, the ideas that you have as far as politics was close, was like anarchy, and then I think you said you clarified it for him, saying something like, uh, well, I'm not an private property or something. Yeah, I don't recall that conversation. Maybe it wasn't me, uh, but I, I am not an anarchist. I'm a voluntarist, which means that I think that all human beings should interact with one another on a consensual basis. And I think that anything that the government does that it has value, and I think there is some value in some of the things they do, most of their stuff I really don't have much interest in. But I like the idea of having roads and uh, you know traffic, traffic lights that work and things like that. Uh, and I think that all those things can be provided by the, uh, the marketplace, by the free market on a consensual basis, rather than coercing people into paying for those things, uh, whether they like them or not. Does that make sense? 
Sure. I was just wondering, though, I mean, this is what I'm thinking. With um, There's really, I was thinking, I was comparing it, I was going to compare it to jail. And I thought jail was like, everybody had their thing, and there's really, I mean, you might say there's government in jail, but, I mean, if you ruled out the guards and stuff, it's like, it's like almost like every man for himself, and it comes down to respect, I guess, and, you know, whether or not one gets respect and stuff like that. Can you see any way that that would tie into you all's ideas about government or no? Well, Mark, you're the, you're the guy that spent nine years in prison. Yeah, and... I'd say that the government in jail is um, the, 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 the law enforcement officers that run the, uh, the, the jail. And, um, you know, when it comes to... When it comes to people getting respect in, in different places, I mean, certainly that's true on, in jail and in, in, the, in the free world, too, that, uh, you know, people get treated based on the amount of respect that they've, uh, you know, the, their, their um, respect quotient, if you will, on, you know, that they built up with people. Their reputation? Yeah, their reputation. True. Sure. True. Oh. Does that make yeah. sense, David? Yeah, that does, actually. That does make sense. But I've just heard that, like, some people just don't get respect because of, like, their size. I don't know. I haven't spent a lot of time. But I was just wondering if it was comparable because it doesn't seem like there's government. And sometimes I've I've also heard that laws don't really quite often get, get enforced in jail. And uh, Well, say. I guess it all depends. I mean, uh, have you ever been to jail before? It doesn't sound like I that. have, but not you for have. a very long time. And I, I have no, known people that have, but... Well, I mean, um, when you say like, laws don't get enforced in jail, it's a pretty uh, sweeping statement. Uh, there are things that go on in jails and prisons around this country that are prohibited. I mean, for instance, drugs get into jails all the time, which is, of course, a great example of how it is that the war on drugs is an insanity and a complete impossibility. The whole point of the government trying to keep drugs out of this country is negated by the fact they can't even keep them out of their own prisons. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, free talk live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials, the nutritionally complete drink with 25 essential vitamins and minerals and probiotics to help support your child's healthy growth. Visit us at kidessentials.com. Calling certain foods bad or good doesn't go very far in helping kids understand about balanced diets. Discuss the powers of foods. Carrots are good for your eyes. Fish keeps your heart strong. And how they work together to help kids grow, and they'll remember it even better. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The live Saturday edition. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Christmas week, Saturday edition of the show. We're actually here. Uh, I don't know about the rest of the radio industry. They probably took time off, but we're here for you. So dial on in. Take part of the show. You can bring up whatever you want. Coming up, we'll talk about letting your kids drink alcohol. It's a crime in a lot of places, but should it be? Uh, let's go to your phone calls here shortly at 800-259-9231. First of all, I want to tell you about the Totasac, however. been using it for the last several months here at the house, and it's great. Totasac.com, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. We've been telling you about it for a while now, and everybody that tries these things loves them. Uh, we had uh, we had Luther come on our show last night, uh, a new co-host on the program, and he said that he saw a imitation 
tote-a-sack at the grocery store, some lame-o handle with hooks on it, with three little hooks on it, and he said it was really chintzy-looking and that it didn't even come close to the quality of the tote-a-sack. Yeah, well, the tote-a-sack is uh, it's built of com- completely recycled materials right here in the United States, and it's so tough, it, it doubles for brass knuckles. Uh, it really yeah. could. Um, I mean, you could... You could punch a brick wall with this, and it's not going to crack. It might hurt you because your hand might slip off of it, but we don't recommend that. But these things are very, very tough. So it'll help you carry all the grocery bags in from the car. You probably won't have to make another trip. Uh, For me, it's one trip, and that's it. T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot com. Get yourself... Your own family pack. And stay tuned because we've got a two-pack to uh, to give away here tonight as well. We'll be doing that at some point. Uh, so we continue here and take your phone calls about whatever you want. Larry is on the line listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, Mark and Ann? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Larry? You know, this is just rotten, you know. what is What was it this time, a pillow bomb? A pillow bomb? Whatever bomb the guy had. You know what this is going to end up doing? costing us billions of dollars in new safety efforts. It's going to cost to lock this guy up for 20 years at about uh, 70, 80, <coughs> excuse me, seven or 80,000 a year. Sure. It's so stupid. I yeah, mean, well, the TSA is uh, really, I mean, Al-Qaeda's kind of the TSA's best friend. Yeah, if this... Every time you say Al-Qaeda, see, you have a situation where you show the monkey bars, show the guys in, in raggedy uniforms going to monkey bars, and everybody's supposed to be scared. <laughs> Anybody that wants to get out of that country and say there's a better life waiting for you in American prisons, come over here and say you're with Al-Qaeda. You know what's really happening in the state of Indiana? We're letting these foreign corporations come in and take over the points where we collect our sales tax and our income tax. They are not paying over. They're keeping the money <clears throat> because uh, they're using different print business principles and we're lagging behind in our tax collection. So they're really putting us out of business, and we'll end up at some settling table not getting the full value of our taxes. So this country is just really punking out the people that's got jihad against us, and we're allowing them to come over here and just take over and, and take our money. Allowing and do them? Us. I'm a little confused about that. When you say they're we are allowing slaves. them, what does that mean? Uh, the, the Arab, I'll say the Arabs because they're, they're, they're in charge of our retail petroleum distribution. And what they do is they come in and set these places up, and that's one of the points where we collect our gas tax, we collect our taxes on uh, lots of sales tax for the knickknacks and stuff. They sell in their stores, and they don't pay that money over. Is this uh, just a – Larry, normally you make a little more sense. I'm making more sense. No, no, normally we, you make you more sense. Tonight I'm a little – slow down a second here. Slow down a second. Are mm-hmm. you railing against convenience store operators? No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not doing it, but I'm just saying we're allowing them, the Arabs, the people that we are supposedly fighting against, to come over here and take you, over. Hold on a take second over. here. Hold on, Larry. Hold on. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are peppering your speech with these collectivist terms no. that are not doing you any good. You're saying we are allowing these Arabs to come over here and da-da-da-da-da. That's well, right. That's we, right. Uh, first of all, Arabs are a wide, you know, if you want to use that term, Saudi people from Arabians, the Middle East uh, are a, uh, a, a very Easterners. large. Hold on, Larry. Let me get a word in here. People from the Middle East are all different. You know, they don't all have the same exact mindset. And we are not the government, you and I. We're not doing this. We're not preventing them. We're not allowing them or anything like that. 
so what can you try one more time to explain to me what it is you're trying to mark do you understand what he's saying here because i you know all I, I i you know all i know is that i get provided great convenience uh service at many of the convenience stores i go to some of them are populated by people who might be from that descent. I don't know whether they're Pakistani or whether they're from Egypt. I have no they're idea. They're very nice. Most of the folks I've, yeah, I've ever talked to. Yeah, they are very to. nice, and they're the best shopkeepers in the world. And okay. what they're doing is is they're taking control of our retail petroleum distribution, and they might have uh, uh, Americans working in their store at first, but what they do, and I've talked to some of these guys they got working, the Somalian slaves. They have come over here and worked. And they pay them like they want. That way they don't pay any uh, income tax or anything. So, uh, well, I don't think people should work. pay income tax. I think it's heroic for people to not pay income tax. Yeah, well, not for them to come over here and use our infrastructure that we have spent our tax dollars in former times to build up and come up for their convenience and not pay for it and sap money out of our economy. It's really bad, and we need to wise up to that. These are where's, people who's, where's the money go um, if it's not going into our economy? It's being drained out of our economy. But being, to where? Being wired out of here and used against us. Right here in our state, we have a, a city, Gary, Indiana, that mm-hmm. used to be the steel capital of the world, is now the governor's talking about letting Gary, Indiana go into receivership. Well, you know what that means, don't you? All these people with the money that they're turning over from the dope trade, go up there and buy that out, pennies on the dollar. So you think that's right, too, right? Well, I think that uh, I think that people should be able to enter into contracts, the you know, and however they they wish. I think that we should be free to do that. But um, you know, the the specifically, I, I would say that likely what drove people in uh, the, these manufacturing businesses in Gary, Indiana, out of business was likely the government uh, regulations on how they did business and how they had to pay employees and how they had to build their uh, you know their, their their factories and stuff when the other countries don't necessarily have these regulations. So they well, they essentially was- the government price these people out of business and then to expect the government to protect them in some way seems kind of ludicrous to me well it's not going to protect them but you know that it's not it's right. not very it's, not. it's very easy to look and see what's going on mark and ian and by the way i've seen you on the internet i'm sorry you had to <laughs> i'm sorry you, you had to see internet. us uh look hey well, larry you're, you're are you saying that the employees of convenience stores are not are paying slaves. they're somalian slaves they're they not paying Somalian income tax slaves. and they're they're on welfare they're probably on welfare. Okay, well then yes. it sounds to me like you're uh, first of all, if they're really slaves, then I certainly object to slavery. I'm no I'm no mm-hmm. fan of uh, of that. I uh, that's terrible if that's the truth. But if they're using welfare, then you can't really blame them for that. You no, need you to can't. blame the state for making welfare available. Well, they're supposed to be operating on our behalf. Which obviously Ooh. they're not doing when it's our cities are going into receivership. Well, that's a big joke. Thank you, uh, Larry. I appreciate hearing from you. The idea that the state is operating on your behalf is—it's um, quite, quite the story. Because yeah. the state operates on the state's I'd like behalf. To see, I'd like to see some evidence of that. Yeah, the state operates in favor of the state and the people that are connected to it. So the politically connected class, the people that are the, you know, the the good old boys network. That's who the state operates on behalf of. The state uses you and I. The the government people use us as a resource to enrich their friends and punish their enemies. Period. At all levels, we are their serfs. They do local, not serve us. Right. Local, state, federal. The police, when they say to serve and protect, the rest of the, the phrase is to serve and protect our masters in the legislature, the, our, our masters in the state. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
Guys, do you have trouble getting women or ever wonder why she chooses the jerk instead of you? Do you want to know what she really wants in a man? Welcome to SchoolofDating.com, the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect. SchoolofDating.com offers live dating shows, free chat line, coaching, and much more. Whether you're single, dating, married, or just need motivation when it comes to women, we'll show you how to get there. SchoolofDating.com, we're more than just a dating site, we're a lifestyle. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And it's the Saturday edition. Uh, you can bring up anything. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, including live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, webcam. Uh, it's all there for you at listen.freetalklive.com. Again, that's listen. FreeTalkLive.com. Check out the Low Country Liberty Report. This ridleyographer from Savannah, Georgia, focuses on pro-freedom issues from around the country. It's liberty-oriented reports for liberty-minded folks. He doesn't pretend to be unbiased in reporting and tries to add a little humor to every report. You can find his videos at lclreport.com or join the LCL group on Facebook or Twitter. It's lclreport.com. Let's continue with your phone calls about anything. Fred's in Michigan, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Fred. Hey there, guys. Fred, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, there's a lot on my mind. Uh, All right, pick one. To begin with, uh, nuclear power doesn't exactly have a a uh, established history of of uh, safety and uh, and. Uh, well, wait a minute. When you say it doesn't have an established history of safety, uh, there are nuclear power plants operating around the clock, uh, you know, all day, all night, all week for long. For decades. Uh, for decades now, and there are only a handful of unsafe incidents, most of them in the distant past. I see. Well, uh, why is it uh, there are these uh, nuclear dump sites like Hanford in Washington State? Uh, why is it... Uh, Let's see, where is it a place in uh, Utah, is it, or Nevada, where the people don't want the stuff buried out there? Um, There's a magazine, uh, a benchmark science journal called Environmental Science and Technology. Back in the 80s when I was researching uh, water toxicity, uh, I found an article, uh, ES&T magazine, where it described how the U.S. Navy would dump their nuclear waste in 55-gallon drums into the ocean. Sounds awful. Well, it's in. That's what I thought. Uh, so, um, yeah, there's a a group called Integrity Research Institute out of Washington D.C. Integrity Research Institute, and its founder Eugene Melov. Uh, a couple of years ago, was beaten to death by baseball bats. Presumably, yeah, I guess they found baseball bats. Uh, a little Connecticut, you know, Hamlet town where he okay. was at. He was, a, he was scheduled to testify to Congress the, that following Tuesday of that Saturday weekend when he was beaten to death regarding things like cold fusion, which, by the way, Pons and Fleshman, uh, what is it that you're getting at here? Are you suggesting that uh, you know better energy sources are being kept from the public by thugs in the government? 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Are you familiar with? Wayne but I don't know Green? that uh, your story. Wayne Green, who's a World War II submarine commander. Have you ever heard of that guy? I've not. No. Yeah. He's out your way. Uh, he's a <laughs> a scientist, and uh, he's a, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, uh, yeah, Pods and Fleshman, according to Wayne Green, were were sent to um, the south of France. Uh, and he was funded by it was either Hitachi or Toyota. And then recently, did I hear it on your program that Hitachi has developed a some you 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 thought it was a nuclear based uh, technology that would power? Everyone. I don't know if it was Hitachi, but uh, I've heard that there's uh, you know some sort of uh, Japanese manufactured uh, product that essentially is a miniature nuke. Uh, nucle- nuclear power facility that could power several neighborhoods, um, and it's very, very small. So, yeah, well, whenever, whenever the uh, mainstream scientific community, just like with this uh, cap and trade, uh, uh, climate change, global warming, the, these uh, these clowns uh, are on the take big time. Wait, they, who's on the take? Wholly, they're wholly dependent. Who? Proponents, the proponents, well, in the case of Pons and Fleshman, the uh, the antagonists who said he, this is this is they're quack scientists, junk science. No, the quack scientists and the junk science is what I've discovered. Are we getting the most confusing calls uh, tonight, or is I think it just this me? Is, I think this is talk radio hell. Are my brains fried right now, or is it just me? I don't I don't understand. It must have been the long holiday. Maybe maybe I had too many too much eggnog. What are you getting at, dude? You just keep kind of beating around the bush with these who stories. Who is Pons and Fleischman? I don't know if I care who Pons and Fleischman. <laughs> what are you trying to... You're saying that they're, they're keeping... Should I be allowed to build a nuclear power plant on my property, man? Pons and Fleischman... God... Can you answer the question? What question is that? Did Which, you hear it? Should I be allowed to build a nuclear power plant on my property? You want to uh, glow in the daytime? Fine. Go, I don't care what you do on your property. Excellent. Great. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. There have been stories uh, that people have called into the show and told us about you know, whether it's... Uh, nuclear nuclear power is absolutely controversial. And the fact is, if you pollute proper, someone's property or you, uh, you know, cause them to be ill because of you know, what's going on, as far as I'm concerned, that's pollution anyway. It doesn't need to be nuclear power um, to, to make somebody be ill or have their baby have three eyes or whatever. And if, and if that could be proved, proven in uh, you know, some kind of court of law or you know, through arbitrators or, or whatever, then they sh- the, whoever does that should have, to be, sh- should have to pay. They should compensate the victim. That's all. No, I agree with you. But what I was going to say is we've had people calling this show for years with these stories about they know somebody who knew somebody who'd come up with, uh, you know, this eternal energy uh, f- f- field or something like that or something to replace the o- something to replace oil for energy and that men in black would show up and they'd beat somebody up or they'd kill somebody. First, they'd offer them a bunch of money to buy the idea from them. And if they refused the money, then the person would turn up dead. And there's all kinds of these anecdotes anecdotal hearsay stories out there that they really don't have any evidence to, I remember when uh, I was to little, back them up. My uncle um, told me the story of the, the car battery that never died. 
And I've also heard in the past the uh, the carburetor, and you know how old the story is, right? The carburetor mm-hmm. that um, that would allow you to get a hundred a uh, hundred miles to the gallon. So these stories have been around for a long time, and it, it always ends up where the big company comes in, right. buys the technology, puts it in a warehouse, and you know you never hear from it again. And the stories don't make sense today because well now we have the internet, so right. somebody that's got a real great idea can just put their plans online. And can be, they can be copied thousands of times, and then no. Right. Could, no men in black if you could possibly know how, catch it, track you down. If you know how to do cold fusion, write it down and put it on the Internet. Yeah. Let's go to your calls. Uh, Rev is in Alabama listening in Florence to WVNA. Rev, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind, Rev? <laughs> please bring us I some call, sanity. Uh, hey, I call, I'm sorry? I said please bring us some sanity. Oh, man. Listen, I called. I, I was listening to that guy. I turned you on. I just left work, and I was like, who in the hell is this guy? I was like, this guy's a leftover from the 60s, man. He needs to put the bong away. I'm like, hey, now, guy, what's wrong with the bong, okay? Well, hey, this guy, man, he must be like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm wondering if the guy's got a big bottle of Quaaludes the size of, uh, you know, a car or something, man. I can't carry on a lucid thought, man. He never did ask a question. He was just, like, rambling. Well, you don't have to ask a question to get on the air on Free Talk Live. I mean, we'll let a drunk guy on the air on this show. As long as they're an entertaining drunk guy. Well, no, I mean, we'll let anybody on, and if they're not that entertaining, then they're going to get off, you know, relatively quickly. But uh, did you have anything you wanted to comment on besides that? Oh, well, um, you guys were talking about nuclear uh, plants and stuff there. Uh, You know... I agree. I think that, uh, you know, the bad thing with nuke is, is you got that waste and you have no way to get rid of it. You know, it's my understanding that things have gotten better um, in the uh, the nuclear industry. I'm by no means a spokesperson for them or know that much about them. But it's my understanding that they've gotten better in dealing with the waste. And there used to be a lot of problems with it, but that things are looking up. Yeah, you don't want to take the uh, the U.S. Navy's example of just throwing it in a 55-gallon drum and dropping it off uh, yeah, into the ocean. Bad. Because the private companies are going to be a little bit more cautious uh, about it than the Navy. Well, because you know, a private company actually has liability for its actions. Thank you for its uh, thank you for the call at 800-259. 9231, it's free talk. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And this is the Saturday edition of the show. We're here live taking your calls about absolutely anything. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live... You can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Head on over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and when you start your shopping through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer, selling all kinds of stuff, dozens of categories. They even sell used items. So if you need to save a few extra bucks, that's a great way to go. Of course, if you buy them brand new, you can usually get free, super safer shipping on a whole lot of their items over there. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. 
com. Just a little bit more about the uh, the nuclear power situation before we continue with your phone calls, because it, it came up. We didn't really have a chance to uh, to comment too extensively on it, and neither of us are experts on this particular topic. However, Penn and Teller did a great episode of their television show BS, and um, Penn and Teller are not experts either, but they did have some experts on their show. Sure. So well, they do they do a recorded show where you can be prepared for these kind of things. If somebody calls in and t- yeah. asks us about nuclear power, it's not like we're going to know everything off the top of our heads. And they did a great job of really just busting a lot of the myths surrounding the scary stories surrounding nuclear power, and I wish I could remember exactly what they said about the, uh, the waste disposal, but basically there are different ways to handle uh, disposing of, of nuclear uh, nuclear waste. There's obviously the storage option, and that could involve putting the, uh, sealing it up and putting it underground, very, very deep underground, that kind of thing. But that's and really the old method. That's an and old method, The yeah. reason that we don't have newer methods is because they won't let them update these plants. Well, they also have, uh, so that's geologic disposal. This is according to the Wikipedia article. There's also transmutation where they can uh, consume the, the nuclear waste and then transmute it into other less harmful nuclear waste. There are proposals for that. There are also proposals about reusing the waste because... It's still if, something you can use. If in it's some... radiating, you'd think it has power in it. If it's, you know, I mean, if yeah. it has power, take the power they out. They just need to figure out how to tap into that. So, were we to be able to have more development of nuclear facilities in this country, it's likely that a lot of these options would become more fleshed out. Right. Uh, other but, countries are significantly ahead of the United States as a result of that because, well, they don't have the same kind of restrictions. I, it's my understanding that a new nuclear fa- uh, power facility has not been built in this country since the 1970s. Got to be nigh impossible. Right. It's it's prevented. There's a Here, prohibition on it. Right. Now in the United States, somebody else can tell you what you can do on your property, and, and I think that's wrong. Yeah. So if you allow the marketplace to function in the uh, the area of power providing, maybe nuclear would be the best option. Maybe not. Maybe something else would surpass it. Maybe something would uh, be shown to be much better. Uh, but either way, if you would allow the marketplace to operate, then the marketplace, uh, the people in search of a profit, the companies that are out there providing the power, would figure out safe ways to dispose of it. And if they put people at risk and that was found out, then they would be liable, as you were saying before, Mark. Then you'd have a tort if you found out that they buried some uh, some nuclear waste and it was somehow leaching into the water supply and then that'd be a tremendous liability for uh, for that company of course they do have limited liability corporations which severely limit the amount of liability that companies have but you can blame the government government for that one so the government is to blame for uh, for limiting liability of, co- of co- companies. The government is to, is to blame for preventing new power options from being discovered and worked with and implemented. And so that's where you have it. And none of these companies are doing the crazy crap that the people in the military, like that guy called, if what he said is true, about the Navy dropping drums of nuclear waste, 55-gallon drums into the ocean. There's nobody doing that besides the Navy. I mean, that's nuts. 800-259-9231. We continue here. You can bring up absolutely anything. Stuart's listening to WSCFM in Charleston. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stuart. Good evening. How are you? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was just listening to that babbling idiot that was talking about the Navy dropping uh, 55-gallon drums of nuclear waste in the in the ocean. I don't know where you got that from, but that's like a total lie. Well, it sounds believable to me because it is the truth, at least, that the military as a whole is the number one polluter in the United States. I mean, that much is true. I don't know about all the details yeah, well, on how they pollute. Well, you know, I, I, I spent, I, I retired out of the Navy. I spent 20 years in the Navy, 14 years of those on submarines, atomic submarines. 
and um, when when you have to, you have no way to drop um, any kind of nuclear waste into the ocean. Yeah, on a, on a submarine that wouldn't make much sense. What what did you guys do with your waste from the uh, the, the nuclear engine there? there? There is no waste. It all it all circles. It all recirculates. Hmm. So well, the only time that you that you have a um, uh, waste is when you go into the yard and they and they work on it on the reactor, and and the Navy's been running nuclear submarines for like almost fifty years now, or better. So and it's one of the safest and and most dependable um, uh, means of electrical power there is. Yeah, it is very very safe, and I thank you for clearing that up. And thanks for the call tonight, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Again, all of the disaster stories about nuclear power facilities have to do with uh, mostly Chernobyl, and then there was the Three Mile Island thing, and these are very those old. Those are the two, yeah. Yeah, those are from a long well, time ago. Chernobyl was was a governmental problem anyway. Correct. The, you the know, commies ran that. Right. All the, the government ran everything in, in the Soviet Union at the time, so you know that's not really fair to, to lay at the doorstep of power companies. Let's continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to, I believe we have Craig in Kentucky. Craig, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello there. How you doing tonight, Joe? What's on your mind, Craig? Hey, um, which would be most cost-effective to export our businesses and equipment to foreign countries or to import workers? Which would be most cost-effective to export equipment or to import workers? Was that the question? Importing workers. The- no, to import, to export our businesses. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody's talking about where we're, everybody's having a fit about uh, American companies uh, uh, moving uh, to foreign countries. Mm-hmm. Now we have the infrastructure already set up to manufacture in Michigan and Indiana. So why why not? Why wouldn't it be realistic that they could uh, import the workers? To fill the American jobs, they sh- they sure could if there weren't all these governmental rules about immigration sitting in the way. I I don't understand the rules. Well, the rules I mean, are insane. What kind of rules? Well, listen, I don't. Show me the rules, <laughs> please. There, good uh, the, luck. They, they are legion. There's, a, there's so many of them you can't know what to do. I mean, I've had people that work at uh, immigration lawyers' offices say. Forget about immigrating to the United States. It's impossible. Yeah, the rules are very difficult to jump through. The hoops are very difficult. They're very costly as well. You pretty much have to be able to hire an attorney to but try to jump through them. people. If you're skilled, you have a better shot. Still, well, though, they're very, very restrictive. And it's, when you say a better shot, you're still talking about multiple years, uh, maybe a decade of your, your time and thousands upon thousands of dollars. And you still are going to need to be able to hire an attorney to, uh, to get you through that process. So it's an incredibly difficult process that in many cases involves you applying and paying an application fee, them losing your application, taking your fee, and then you having to apply over again, getting part of way through the process, them screwing it up again. I mean, there's so many different uh, bureaucratic hurdles to uh, to jump through. It's really insane. The idea that anybody is actually able to immigrate to this country is uh, is quite a feat. Well, my point is um, the uh, ec- the economic stimulus packages were passed, and the health care reform was passed, and most of the the citizens in this country were against that, but they they still passed it. So why not? Why couldn't they say? I mean, the Mid East Peace Plan could this be part of the Mid East Peace Plan? To, to let people from the Mideast relocate here and, and set up their own state in the United States. 
Well, I, I don't know about setting up a state, but I think that a lot that I think if you want to increase pe- uh, peace between people, allowing them to mix together is a good way to do that. And I think that anybody who wants to make a better life for themselves should be able to come here and, and do so. As long as they can find someone who's willing to rent to them and find someone that's willing to give them some work, then they should be able to to uh, to come here. The problem is uh, that we've got these welfare programs that kind of attract a, a certain undesirable element. In the absence of those welfare programs, you'd have good folks. Folks coming here looking for a better life. Right. If you want to jumpstart the economy in the United States, the quick, easy way to do it is, is really pretty much what you're saying. You stop uh, you stop welfare for anybody who come, who isn't a documented worker, you know, a, a citizen of the United States. And let I agree that you should it. stop welfare entirely. But if you want to stop, if you want to jumpstart the economy, you stop it for anybody who's not a citizen. Um, and and I'm not saying that I think that citizens are better or anything like that. I don't think that I should be obligated to pay anybody to sit around and do nothing but well, I'm no just, one's a citizen anyway whatever you hey, we'll, we'll explain that Craig, in a second thanks for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you want to make sure we get this tota sack giveaway taken care of here this hour so if you want to get a two-pack of the tota sack help you bring those grocery bags back in from the uh, from the car in hopefully one trip that's how it works for me it's great uh t-o-t-a-s-a-k.com is their website and you can get a two-pack if you're caller number four right now. We'll give you a special contest line, which is 603-4351105. Uh, yeah, there it is, 603-435-1105. We just fixed the uh, the contest line today, so it should be up and running A-OK. Dial on in, be caller number four, and you get a two-pack of the Totasac, 603-435-1105. Hour two's coming up. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch here into the second hour of the live Saturday edition, Christmas weekend edition of the show. Uh, tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls here. And start things out with Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, you were talking, Ian, about earlier about um, disposing nuclear waste uh, and the uh, the private companies being held responsible for that. And I have a real-world example as to how that would work. Okay, sure. Um, this isn't a nuclear power company. But there was a company, I live in a town, or I live in a town called West Chicago in Illinois. And there is a company named Kerr McGee. 
and they did um, work during World War II on the uh, nuclear bomb. And as a result, they um, they had a lot of thorium, which is an element, and it was in a dust form. And um, they claimed they didn't know it at the time, but they took the dust and gave it away to people in West Chicago who used it in their garden because nuclear waste is really great for growing garden plants. What? Plants love nuclear waste. This is a joke, right? No. This is not a joke. This actually happened. Okay. So um, people started getting sick, and this was discovered, and it was discovered that this low, ra- this low radioactive element wasn't good for you. And so people started trying to get Kerr-McGee to get rid of the stuff, to go about and find it all, and to, to take it and dispose of it. Mm-hmm. And Kerr-McGee said, well, we don't have the money to do that. So one gentleman... Just one gentleman living in West Chicago bought one share of the stock. He got a, um, a report every quarter, quarterly report, and he went into court and he said, look, here's the money for these guys to do what we want them to do. Oh, wow. So he busted them. Yes, he busted them. And because he did this, the courts, and this is an example of the court systems actually working. I don't know if it would work the same today because this this went on years ago, and it's over now. But what happened was the courts made Kerr McGee go and find all the thorium that they had given away. And uh, for years in this town, you'd see these little orange plastic fences going up, and they would shovel entire yards uh, with dirt. Uh, I mean, whole front yards would disappear 10 feet down. Jeez, that's crazy. They, they would... They would take it and they would and they were shipping all this stuff to Utah, the same place that this guy probably one of the same places as this guy earlier was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then they would bring in new dirt and they would would put it down. And I mean, this went on in yards all over town, uh, where people had, back in the forties had taken this powder, this dust, and used it in their gardens to grow. And so that was just one. A very clever way of getting a private company to pay for disposal of this stuff, um, as they should have done from the very beginning. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah, I ended up crossing Kermagee millions and millions of dollars. And anybody can just Google Kermagee West Chicago Thorium, and and they'll find the stories about it. Thanks for sharing that tonight, Matt. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's continue. You can bring up absolutely anything. Calvin is listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Calvin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? I think I have the answer to immigration. Um, I don't understand why they couldn't come up with this years ago. But just the way those people had that rally uh, uh, that that didn't want to be sent back or deported or whatever, Whatever, however they got the message out that there was going to be these rallies all over the country, they can get the same word out uh, that if they show up to, you know, whatever district or city hall or DMV or wherever they set up, you know, a post that for people to come and come out of the woodworks and get, like, a Social Security number. This way we can find out exactly who's here and why they're here. Given 30 days to do this, once that 30 days is up, the people that don't show up are the ones that we want to get rid of because they may have some kind of felony or something that may not qualify for possible citizenship. 
I don't, well, I don't think that you necessarily be. want to get rid of disobedient people. I want to get rid of my social security number. Is that all right with you? Well, I mean, I guess I basically want to, wanted to say we, we got to figure out, identify these people and why? find out who they are and why they're here. Who cares? Give them some, some kind of a, even if it's not a social security number, some kind of identi- identity. What's, what's the obsession with all the tracking? Is it because you've been tracked, you feel like you've been tracked your whole life, so, so everybody else should be? No, is it because you've been forced to have a government number, so everybody else should have a government number too? Is that the idea? No, it's just to basically find out who's here and why they're here because you got a lot why of is it your business? That, here that, that piggyback, you know, that come over here along with the good people. Well, well why is it your business I, to know who's what, what, here? Hold on, before you go on, Ian, what what are the bad things that people could do that um, when they came over here? What what, what are you concerned that, what, with? Well, that's what I mean. When like years ago, when uh, I guess in the in the eighties or whatever, when Fidel Castro got rid of a lot of people, he sent a bunch of drug dealers and killers and murders over here. Rather than sending these people back, we, we kept them. And now look at like places like Miami. This, I mean, that's, it's become a dangerous place there. Well, but, but uh, I mean, big cities are dangerous places compared to small cities anyway. And Miami uh-huh. isn't that much more da- isn't isn't any more dangerous than than most big cities. So I, I don't yeah. think you could blame the Muriel Boatlift for that specifically. But um, so I mean, I, I understand you, we don't want uh, we don't want countries sending necessarily their criminals over here. Except right. for England and the way they set up Georgia as a penal colony, right? I mean, that that was originally – so the United States really was, to some extent, founded by criminals, right? So was Australia. And poor people. Yeah, but I mean, now that we have laws in place, I mean, when, every time a person is kidnapped, you know, raped and murdered or whatever, to me, we don't have any safeguards up to protect these people, and these people are just – Coming over here from what do you mean you don't have from? safeguards? You got you can carry a gun, hopefully, in the well, place you live. Right. They, the government has stripped you of the safeguards of the ability to be able to defend yourself. I mean, right. now with uh, current technology, right. a seven-year-old girl can protect herself. I mean, seven-year-old is probably an exaggeration, but a 12-year-old girl can protect herself with a handgun from the biggest guy in the world. So technology right. has allowed uh, humans to protect themselves against bigger humans, and that's really great. But the, but the government has, is preventing people from protecting each other. Right, I see what you're saying, but I don't understand, you know, since like that may be a long way off as far as, you know, getting a lot of cities to agree to let people carry, you know, guns like we want to. It's a long ways off to let the to get the government to uh, to strip immigration laws, uh, you know, either. Right. I mean, the government loves control. And that's, that's right. what they're called a government. And, I, and what I hear, <laughs> and what I hear you asking for, Calvin, is is more control. And I that's just a direction that I don't want to go in. I don't, I don't want the government tracking me because I, I, I you know, I'm concerned with what they're going to do with the information. Yeah. You know how, um, Calvin? Do you know how they uh, tracked down the the Asian, the Japanese Americans during Calvin's the war? Calvin's gone. Calvin dropped off just now. Yeah. Sorry to tell you that. He's, he's gone. Oh, okay. Anyway, you can ask your question anyway. If <laughs> you know how the, uh, the Japanese-Americans uh, prior to World War II or during World War II got uh, you know, picked up for the internment camps? Well, it was the census. And that's, this is just one example of the myriad examples throughout the world that the governments have, uh, governments have used the information they've collected in a nefarious fashion. Not to mention how many times the government has lost Social Security numbers and names and identifying information. So I don't like to give them that stuff. Yeah, less control uh, mean, means more freedom, more freedom, good. Uh, I don't like the idea because if they can control immigrants and they can number and track immigrants, what makes you think they're not going to be asking uh, or demanding, rather, that they get to number and track you Why as shouldn't well? they have cameras in our houses? For God's, well, Are you doing something wrong? <sighs> but it's very strange. The government officials themselves do not like to be photographed in the, the course of their work while we're paying them. They, mm-hmm. We, the, the taxpayers, are paying their 
um, them. So, I mean, it, it's it's They can track strange. us. We can't track them. Let's go right. to Peter listening in Vermont. Uh, Peter, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Peter. The uh, subject of conversation back to uh, nuclear uh, power. Sure. Uh, the woman who discovered the properties of radium, a uh, French woman named Marie Curie, died of cancer. Her daughter, who was also a scientific researcher in uh, the field of radioactivity, uh, died of cancer. Um, the American Academy of Science um, has done seven reports starting in 1976. Uh, the seventh one came out uh, just, I think, two or three years ago. Uh, the biological effect of ionizing radiation, um, uh, the Beer 7 report. It's um, certainly, uh, it, it, if you want to hang on, we can bring it back here in a moment. You can explain what you're getting to. 800-259-9231. It's dangerous, but uh, let the professionals handle is what I say. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. The Saturday edition of the program, uh, you can dial in at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, and those features include our Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself, and if you're a lady listener, you can get involved at shrine.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com with their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. They're empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 additionally off your order. LegalZoom.com. Let's continue. Uh, I think Peter is still with us in Vermont. Peter, you had uh, gotten into a, the, just the very beginnings of what you were trying to say. Can you go ahead and start that again? About the the um, Beer 7 report, Biological Effects on Ionizing Radiation, uh, by the American Academy of Science, and they have come out with seven uh, times the same uh, same conclusion that no amount of radiation, however infinitesimal, uh, may not affect cell growth. In other words, um, radioactivity uh, affects cell growth, and cell growth that that um, grows unchecked is cancer. Now, is it, doesn't the sun radiate? Don't we get a certain amount of radiation just from the sun exactly. and walking outdoors? Get, yes, but why produce more of it? You well, know, some people get skin cancer. Why, why produce more of it? Let me, let me just read you very, very quickly um, um, the uh, effluent report. What, what comes out of Vermont Yankee, which is our, our local nuclear power plant. Which is ancient as hell. They're, they're, yeah, it's 37 years old, and they want to relicense it for another 20 years. They're... Uh, report to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission lists these radioactive isotopes, uh, uh, radioactive gases, uh, krypton-85-87, xenon-133, and argon-41. They're released uh, periodically into the atmosphere. It's vented. It goes out the stacks, right out into the atmosphere. goes up into the clouds, and uh, when it rains, it comes down in the form of uh, precipitation. Now, the guy was talking earlier about well, doesn't it seem unfair to you that of, of, uh, of, of low level just a sec of okay. low level um, radiation um, 
burial in Clive, Utah. Low level is not low level. It refers to the length of the half-life. It doesn't refer to the strength of the radioactivity. Okay. Um, my concern... And so this is some of the stuff, just really quickly, some of the stuff that, that, that's, that's, that's trucked out. Radioactive iodine, 131, 133, cobalt 60, manganese 54, strontium 89, strontium 90, particulates zinc 65, and iron 55, and I won't go on with the rest of the list because it's too goddamn long, but that is from their report to the Nuclear right. Regulatory but Commission. What you you're referring to is one particular place, and it's an, it's an old nuclear power plant, and what my concern is is that yeah, if we... Wait, 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 wait. If we drew up a Model T Ford... Listen, I, I just want to make an analogy here, here man. Um, if we pulled up a Model T Ford, it, chances are good it's going to pollute more than a new vehicle is, and I don't think it's fair to... To say yeah. this is okay. nuclear power when in fact right. you're talking about you... four decade old technology. Okay. Let me let me just give you one thing. I lived overseas for a number of years near the SIVO reactor, which was built in 1998. Okay, it's the newest uh, reactor uh, in Europe, and it's based on our designs. Their fail-safe device, which releases the boron slurry. Uh, that uh, separates the neutrons from knocking together, which causes the heat. Uh, their fail-safe device failed twice during routine tryouts. Okay, This is something that they use at the last second to save their necks, and it didn't work. And the problem is that there's no such thing as fail-safe. Okay? Uh, that means uh, like the New Orleans levees, the Minneapolis Bridge, the Titanic, things that, you know... They say, hey, this is going to well, work. The New Orleans three, levees were Three out of the four things you've listed there were built by the government. Um, and, these, and that's the organization you want to protect you from these things, right? Not, not, not the SIVO uh, the re- – well, yeah, the SIVO reactor was, was uh, the, the French uh, electrical company, EDF, Electricité de France, is a government uh, – Surprise, surprise. So this is the organization that you hope will then protect you against these these terrible things happening, right? The Nuclear Regulatory Commission, um, they had one of their uh, their commissioners in 1987, Harold Denton, uh, gave a talk to, um, during uh, an industry um, seminar and uh, spoke out against the Mark I um, containment system. The Mark I has a weak containment system, and the containment system is if there is a meltdown, that keeps all the radioactivity inside. Now, the problem is that with the Mark I, if there is a meltdown, there is very little chance that the containment system will hold. <clears throat> Peter, I want to thank you for the time tonight. I appreciate the call at 800-259-9231. Uh, doom and gloom, you know, be, be very scared. The nuclear power facilities are going to poison everyone and kill everybody. Then what else do you have? You've got the coal coal plants. You could uh, burn some coal and put that out into the air. That's uh, global warming, right? Right, right. Uh, What else? Uh, Well, there's windmills. Windmills. You could just put windmills. Well, what if it doesn't? What if it's not breezy enough? No, then Um, you don't have power. No, what if you... Okay, sun. Oh, but what if there's cloud cover? Mm, no, well, that, one of the ways uh, that... Uh, I mean, obviously, wind power and, sun, and solar power have to get used in the marketplace in order to get better, but you can say that about any kind of power. Yeah. Nuclear power has to, has to have an opportunity to grow, and the government contains it, so it doesn't have an opportunity to do that. I think that if they hurt people, 
they should have to compensate those people for it. But if the government is running these things or government-run monopolies are running these things, the chances of them having to compensate people are slim. Let's continue. You can bring up absolutely anything. Scott's listening in Florida to WFTL. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live on the East Coast. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Today? What's on your mind tonight, Scott? Yes. Uh, uh, um, in re, uh, talking about the uh, immigration, uh, is there not a law that we can put into effect that uh, has to do with uh, English being the uh, official language of America. Do you think? What do you think the punishment should be if somebody decides to speak in, um, some other language um, inside the geopolitical designation known as the United States? I I, I think that it, it it should be harsh. I mean, if I was to go to somebody else's country, I would have to speak their language. Well, wait, when you, know, you say wait, wait, point of clarification, been, wait, 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 wait. When you say the official language, do you mean that should be just what the government does its business in, or is that what everyone has to do uh, business I, in? I, I think it should be what everyone has to do because it's it's uh, it's. It, it offends me to, to see people talk their language in well, front offensive. of me that don't Scott, learn how to the Bill of Rights doesn't. The, the Bill of Rights doesn't give you the right to be offended at anything. But I, I have this question. Not to be offended. Right, not to be offended. You, you don't. That's not. It doesn't matter whether you're offended or not. You could be offended by the color of my shirt. Should we pass a law based on it? Well, no. Okay, uh, great. Now, how many countries have you been to, Scott? Uh, 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 about eight. And you spoke English in any of those countries? Uh, no, I had to speak their language. Or what? Or they're not going to speak to me in English. Well, uh, if they can't speak English, then they're not going to speak to you. But I spoke English in all 13 of the countries that I've been in, and not one of them did anything to me. I want to bring you back here, Scott. Hang on. 800-259-9231. Immigration. National language. That's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition of the program. We're here live taking your calls about whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They are yours completely free right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Critical thinking question. Why would something that is so good for us, like government education, need to be imposed on us with the use of force and funded by the use of force? Well, maybe something else is going on. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more and get tuned in. SchoolSucksProject.com. As we continue here, we've got Scott on the line listening to WFTL in Florida. And Scott, 
what you've proposed here tonight, as I've understood it so far, is probably one of the more outrageous uh, ideas I've ever heard on this program. But we have some. I think Mark, you've you've generated a few questions that you wanted to ask Scott. Uh, Scott, are you still there? Yes. Now, the proposal uh, that you put forth was that there should be a national language in the United States and that uh, language should be English. And when asked for clarification, you made it clear that that wasn't just for governmental documents or something as, as others had proposed, but it's for everybody. Everybody in the entire country would have to speak English, correct? Did not our founding fathers speak English in this country? Some of them, I'm sure. Um, right. They also wrote down the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and all that. You, so, you do you believe in the freedom of speech, but it has to be in English? Is that the idea? Yes, I do. <laughs> now, I've got some questions. Um, sometimes I'll I, I can sprechen the Espanol a little bit, and um, I'm I, sometimes when I go to restaurants, I'll uh, I'll impress the people I'm with, usually white people, um, with the ability to speak in Spanish, and um, you know, to the to the server. Really, all I can do is speak well enough to annoy uh, people that actually can speak the language. But it's know, impressive to white people, but not so much uh, well, Hispanics, right? it, it, English speakers. Let's call yeah. them that. Um, so I'm I'm wondering inside of a Spanish speaking rest or you know like a Mexican restaurant would it be okay to speak you know Spanish? Uh, I, I you know it, that's in a Spanish restaurant. I mean it's obvious to to be known that you know you're in a Spanish restaurant and they're speaking Spanish. And, you know, that's their language that's there. I mean, but if you're ordering, I mean, would you not order in English? Well, I mean, if I'm ordering in Spanish, no, I would not order in a Spanish-speaking restaurant. I would not order in, in English, no. Okay. So in many would cases, I get the severe punishment, then, that you're referring to? Uh, no, no, okay. no, no. Now, I've got another question. Um, I've, I figured that, you know, that it would be very difficult to uh, to translate tortillas into t tortillas. Everybody's <laughs> got to order tortillas. So that that one seemed obvious to me, but I just wanted to ask the question. Now, i got an, another one. Um, what if I decide to speak to my friend Ian over here who, who can, you know, just barely get by in Spanish? What if we decide... As regular English speakers, whose whose uh, lineage is unbesmirched by the the offensiveness of foreign languages, at least in the the past few generations, uh, what if we? Are, are you are you American or are you, are you not American? This is this, this is what America was founded upon. America was founded upon the the basic ideas of uh, we the people, as to say. We, the Americans, not we, everybody else that wants to join in. I understand the, the people. Gr groups are all about who you exclude. I've got that. I'm just trying to figure the groundwork of what you're talking about is uh, the severe punishment for speaking other languages in the, here in the United States. And I'm an American, and Ian, you know, you were born here in, in the, the, the geopolitical designation known as the United States. And I want to know, um, Scott, what happens if we, good old American white kids, decide to speak another language inside the geopolitical uh, designation known as the United States if your little rule gets passed? I mean, would we be punished severely? Well, well, then we, we, we wouldn't be Americans, would we? No, we, yes, we, we would. Uh, We'd be Americans speaking another language. Hola, yo puedo hablar en español, and I'm still an American. I didn't change when I spoke that. We are a third world country now. We are what are you talking about? Country. Third world country. Are you for real? This is what America has come to. Are we you are putting me on? Do you think that speaking the other languages is going to make us a third world and country? So you think that English, the speaking of English, has made us uh, the most popular, the, the 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 most powerful nation on the planet? 
Do we not know him? Do people not know us of us as being English and as of what we are? So um, what, let's talk about the punishment side of this. Right. I just want to know. Uh, what, what, before before you go on, I'm, I want to know um, a little bit more about the people from Louisiana. I know they've got French heritage, and that the French is spoken in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go after those Americans who speak um, a foreign language? Well, they know the language. I can't. I can't say that they don't know the language. Oh, so they you only want to as well? You only want to punish people who speak foreign languages who don't know English? Well, the, you know. This is this is why we have the problem in this country anyways. It's not because of what happened during nine eleven. Is it not because we're letting whatever our borders and, and, and this let everybody come into the country no. and this is what happened? The, the United States um nine eleven occurred because uh the United States government and the politicians have uh, troops in a whole bunch of countries in the Middle East, and those people in the Middle East are sick and tired of United States troops being on their land. How yeah. would you feel if, uh, if say, Red China put troops on in our country? Still there? It could very well happen. It could. <laughs> say. How would I you mean, feel about look, it? Look at, the, look at how much we owe China. You didn't I answer the question. That's very well on us. How, how would you feel about it? How would I feel? Yeah. What can I, what can I do about it? What can I do about it? Well, I suppose, I, do about it. If the, I suppose if Red China was uh, putting troops on the soil and, and, and propping up a dictator, which I will call King Fahd, the, uh, the, the late King Fahd of uh, Saudi Arabia, that you may get so upset that you perhaps go over to uh, Beijing and decide to do something terrible to innocent people over there in order to catch their attention. Does that make sense to you, Scott? Does it seem possible to you? You know where Beijing is? Still thinking? You still gears turning on that one? You still there? Scott, you didn't hang up, did you? Oh. 800-259-9231. We can solve the problems in America by just getting people to speak English. Force them to. Force (laughs) them. Severe punishment. I wanted to know what the severe punishment was. I I want to know know what the punishment is going to be for saying foreign words like Florida. It well, is you know, land Mark, of the flowers, right? This guy, remember when we were in uh, Washington, D.C., and we went into that Chinese food place, and uh, we ordered that, chi- just a little hole in the wall in yeah. Chinatown, uh, went in there, and those folks, you know, God bless them, they didn't speak a word of English. Not one uh, lick. But uh, we managed to successfully order our mm-hmm. General Zhao's and whatever it was, you had your beef, uh, pepper, pepper beef steak, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we managed to order our food, they managed to get it out to us, they, we managed to get the uh, the plastiware that we needed to get, and yep, we managed they took to our money. It. Yeah, they took our money and uh, gave us the correct change. And we managed to eat the food, and everything was good, and all was well. This guy jump over the counter and put the handcuffs on those folks. <laughs> well, they're not good Americans. <laughs> Come on. What this country was founded on, Scott, is the ability for people to come here Freedom. from wherever the hell it is they're coming from to get out of wherever hellhole they're coming from, whatever third world dictatorship or whatever it is they're, they're leaving, to come here and make a better life for themselves. And in many cases, that means in a group of them coming here, not knowing a lick of English, but knowing each other and being able to come here and make a life and then eventually, over generations, learning English. That's what happens. The first generation... 
not so good usually at picking it up, but the second and third generations, they've usually pretty much got it spot on because it makes sense to learn English. Yeah, the numbers an, are in the 90, 90, upper 90th percentile for third generation and lower 90, 90th percentile for the, uh, the second generation. It's a natural process because most people speak English in the country. It makes sense to learn English because... If you want to do business it, with them. Right. It makes you more marketable. It makes you a better employee. It makes you more able to get larger, uh, you know, a wider away, array of work and jobs and things like that. So people already have the natural incentive they need to go out and do this. You don't need to get the government out there and threaten people over this. But I don't think that uh, I, as a taxpayer, should be forced to translate every government document out there into 600 different languages for anybody who happens along. Well, I don't think the government should exist. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind here. Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. It is the Christmas weekend edition. We're here, as we always are, Saturday nights, taking your calls at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, as we continue here, and by the way, if you uh, want to help support the show, you can learn how to promote Free Talk Live by going to promote.freetalklive.com. We've got graphics and flyers and uh, banners and stuff like that, uh, different ways for you to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, and by the way, I want to welcome our newest radio affiliate, KBCT. Uh, they call it Info FM, 94.5 Info FM in Waco, Texas, on board with us now for Saturday nights. They're taking a couple hours every Saturday night, so welcome aboard everybody in Waco and the Waco listening area. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Glenn in Missouri on the amp line. Glenn, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, good evening. I was just calling in because uh, there's been a number of calls regarding uh, nuclear energy and, and the effects of radiation, and I have uh, a lot of experience in that, and there seems to be a lot of bad information being put out. All right. Well, the last guy called in saying that a uh, nuclear plant here in the, uh, the Vermont area, or I guess across uh, the river from us uh, over in Vermont, is just spewing all kinds of nasty stuff up into the sky, and it's raining down on everybody. Well, you know, he's he's partially correct and partially wrong on that. Uh, there there are actually um, some levels of radioactivity that can be released from commercial nuclear plants. Uh, this is something that I actually worked with directly. And uh, but the type of things he was talking about, the gases that are released, are the the argon and the, and the xenon and krypton and such, are inert, inert gases. They're not particulate. They can't rain out of the atmosphere, and they're very short-lived. And really, the you know, there are really no hazard whatsoever to them uh, because you know we all are exposed to low levels of radiation. That's part of living, mm-hmm. and the amount of radiation you might be exposed from those is is so small. It's a small fraction of what you get in a year from normal causes. Interesting. I mean, yeah, there's radiation yeah. everywhere at some at some low levels, and what he was claiming is that all levels of radiation are dangerous. Right, right, and then that goes back to to the, the old saying, you know, that that the dose is the poison, is that you know we're in a chemical environment, and low levels of certain of 
of many chemicals, you know, is not harmful. But if you increase the dose, then it can reach a level where it becomes harmful. Very good. What else did you want to share with us? What about the disposal? Well, yeah. well that's that's another thing. Uh, I was I spent uh, time in the Navy also, and there, I don't know if they still do it now, but when I was in 25, 30 years ago, we did actually discharge radioactive liquids when we are like more than 100 or 200 miles out at sea. Hmm. Oh, so it, uh, it is true that the Navy dumps uh, radioactive or, liquids. As of 20 years ago. I don't know ago. if they still do. 20, 20 years ago, okay. But they did, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Now, I never saw any 55-gallon drums full of waste getting dumped overboard. That doesn't say it didn't happen. If it did, it wasn't the normal way of doing things. Uh, the other thing, uh, the one guy called in and mentored uh, uh, Hanford, Washington. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where they used to do uh, 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 processing of uranium and everything for nuclear weapons. The government did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is one of the nastiest, you know, polluted Superfund sites in the country. So it was the government is, that was doing that. Oh, yeah. It is just really, really nasty. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, pretty much uh, as far as nuclear energy goes, you know, we right now here we have the commercial nuclear industry basically has second-generation plants. And the third and now even fourth-generation plants are designed so much simpler and designed to use natural means to fail safely and are so much less expensive to build that, uh, you know, Japan can build these newer plants like in two years, from groundbreaking to producing electricity. So the technology has improved a great deal. We're still using old technology. Because it's been locked down, right? I mean, the U.S. federal government will not allow new nuclear facilities to be uh, constructed. Well, it's not that the government won't allow it's that with the way the courts work and everything else that the uh, commercial uh, electrical generation companies are, are very intimidated from starting the process because really? because they'll get tied up in court. Interesting. So just trying to build one, you mean they'll get tied up? Not not because of what they've done as far as producing uh, radioactive material. Right. Just trying to build one, uh, the environmental groups will you know take in the court over this and that and just try to extend the time, extend the time to prevent them from bringing the plan online. Thanks for sharing all that tonight. So that that's what prevents new uh, new ones uh, from being built. Right. Although I have heard recently that there are a few utilities that are um, that are actually in the process of getting um, the uh, construction licenses to build. And I think within the next. Uh, probably five years, you'll start to see a few uh, uh, permits issued and, and a few new plants. Uh, I'm glad to know I was wrong about that. I'm, I'm very so glad to know what, that. Um, so what do you think the uh, the future of energy is? Do you think it's going to be renewable resources like uh, windmills or hydropower or uh, solar power, or do you think it's going to be nuclear? Well, I mean, I mean, the market is so distorted. You know, nuclear has had a lot of subsidization by, by government, but, you know, Wind and solar and all these are getting subsidized also. You know, government just needs to get out of it and, and let the market work. Thanks for that, Glenn. I appreciate the info and the expertise, and thanks for your call tonight. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dwight listening to WFLA in Florida. Dwight, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hey, Dwight. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just wanted to mention that um, about the power plants. We got a power plant down here in Tampa, Florida, and it runs on jet engines. It's got four engines. jet engines, and it's called the Gannon plant. Been in service since 1958. 
And at any time that you look at that plant during the day, ain't a bit of smoke coming out of them stacks. It's just a heat vapor. What do you think about jet engines? I, d- I think you've got to power them with something. Yeah, what, do you, what is actually you're feeding into the engines? Um, whatever they use for the jet fuel. I guess regular jet fuel that Using they use on fuel. the jet airplanes. Hey, whatever works, man. If that's the case, then... And it's uh, clean. Okay, cool. And we got one plant down south of it. It's a, called the, um, the Big Bend plant. They just built it probably about six, eight years ago. It's coal-fired. And every time you look down there, smoke coming out of them stacks all the time. Thanks, Dwight, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, let, you know, let the market decide. If jet fuel is uh, the best, then okay. Yep. Let's... As far as I'm concerned, if uh, somebody's dropping particulate matter, which is what smoke is, on my property, that's pollution. Let's go to Ted, listening in Georgetown. Uh, Ted, you're on Free Talk Live. Ted? Hello? Ted, where's Georgetown? Which Georgetown are you in? Yeah, Delaware. Delaware. Okay, very good. Listening to WGMD. Uh, go ahead. Tim, not Ted. Okay, Tim, sorry about that. All right, that's okay. Uh, First of all, I believe that our greatest threat to our freedoms are our unelected officials. Yeah, I would say they're pretty threatening. I mean, the the agents that will enforce their every diktat are pretty threatening as well, but the government in general is the greatest threat to freedom. They are. And also, we've had a couple of sex offenders in Delaware and Wicomico County and on the eastern shore of Maryland and in Delaware. And the boy did his bad, dirty beat, and he threw the little girl in the ditch. How awful. And he is a repeat a sex offender, and he is on the, the highest threat. And he moved from Delaware to Maryland. And, I, you know, what do we do with these people? Well, um, usually before they get caught, we, we elect them to office. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That was a serious but, question, though. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, if somebody harms someone else, I think they should... Uh, they should be paying know. restitution, first and foremost. I think they should restitute the person. I think that there's a, a certain level of, of, of individual who is uh, too much of a danger to society to be free. Well, this guy took this little girl, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And she trusted him, and he took her and did his dirty deed and threw her in a ditch. Yep, that's uh, horrid. And, you know, what do we, you know, I mean, right now the, the government wants to buy a, a uh, place in Illinois and put these, the people from uh, Guantanamo Gimbo Bay. Right. And why, why can't we place these sex offenders and I mean, we know what they're going to do. Eventually, they will kill someone. I, I think that when you're talking about the worst of sex offenders out there, you it, it, it does seem like it's a matter of time for these really, truly sick individuals. I think that it's difficult, it's it's dangerous to use the terminology sex offender because a lot of times, um, you know, the government classifies people who are peeing in the woods or pe- peeing on the side of a building or peeing um, out in public or uh, people that, you know, young men that had Statutory sex with a, a younger girl or something like that. They classify all these people as sex offenders, too, and I think that makes for a dangerous... If somebody's uh, dangerous, whether they're a sex offender or just a murderer or, you know, somebody that's an arsonist or whatever, they should be paying restitution to their victims, being given the chance to make a better life for themselves if they show the, you know, the proclivity toward that. But if they don't, then keep them away from me and my family. Thanks for the call tonight. More coming up. Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. 
HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the third hour of this, the live Saturday edition, Christmas weekend edition. Is it technically the Christmas weekend if it's the weekend after Christmas? Seems like it. I think so. Anyway, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features there for free at freetalklive.com. Let's go right back into your phone calls about absolutely anything. Jed is listening to WSC-FM in Charleston, South Carolina. Hello, Jed. Hey, guys. Uh, just wanted to make a comment. Um, I'm a pretty plugged-in guy, stay on top of the issues. Um, and um, for tonight is the first time that I've listened to you guys, and you actually changed my mind on uh, uh, part of the immigration deal, which I wanted to ask you a question about. And, sure. Uh, well, you changed your mind, Jed. Uh, we might have helped a little bit influencing you in, a, in that direction. You did. And as a matter of fact, I'm, it actually uh, my reasons for what I thought, what I thought, um, it's kind of embarrassing. I didn't even want to say them now because of the points that you were making were uh, so simple that, yeah. But so lay it out. Lay it interesting. out. <laughs> it's pretty what, interesting. What was your experience? Go ahead and lay it out for us. It, it, that's the whole thing. It really wasn't even an experience. I thought, you know, uh, I'm an American, and Americans speak English, period. But no real reason. But because I was an American, well, you made the point of, well, weren't the people Americans who came here who were, you know, maybe the German couple who had the bakery on the corner who didn't speak a lick of English, and they had descendants then that succeeded, and that's what everybody else did too. And what's the difference now? Absolutely right. That's pretty – what's so the difference? What are the, what are the questions that you, you had as far as uh, immigration and that kind of thing? Um, well, being a new listener, I don't know exactly, you know, where you guys stand on a lot of things, so I was just curious as to uh, – if you think what's going on right now is a problem, if it is a problem, what do you guys think as far as the solution? Well, um, I, I I think that we have a problem in this country, but that problem isn't an immigration problem. It's a welfare problem. It's a, a business regulation problem, and it's a regulation on hospitals problem. Um, when the the freeloaders of the world, uh, we don't want to attract them. Who wants those people? As far as I'm concerned, uh, we shouldn't do nothing to attract freeloaders. And if somebody believes that they should be able to come to this country and have a kid here, and then uh, you know all the taxpayers should have to pay for that child, educate that child, uh, you know, feed that child, and do everything. And if that child gets sick, that the hospital should have to uh, give emergency room access to them um, and use them use the emergency room as a as a uh, doctor's office and that uh, businesses, as a result of illegal immigration, should have these arduous tasks put upon them in order to discern whether or not somebody is, in fact, a citizen of the, the, the proper standing in order to work at uh, some business. I think that these put, put regulations on the, the, the free market that are just completely unnecessary. Uh, I do think that people should be free people should be free to cross the borders of free countries if that's what they wish to do. But once they get here, there's no obligation... To, to, to me to do anything for them. They should get to work. And most of them uh, throughout the history have. Now the ones that are coming in now, some are, some aren't. I understand. Okay. 
Well, I would say that I agree with Mark that people should be able to come here freely, but I'll go further and I'll say that there should be no government welfare at all. I don't care if I, uh, well, I, were, I would say that, too. Yeah, I don't care if you were uh, born within this particular geographic designation or not. Uh, I don't think that there needs to be some forced wealth redistribution program to go to essentially, in, in many cases, incentivize people to be slothful and uh, shiftless and lazy. It's not to say I don't think that there are people that need assistance that could use it uh, legitimately. I think that uh, absolutely there are, you know, it, there, are, there are indigent people out there in very bad circumstances, and many of them could use a, a, a little bit of help. And I think that the that the marketplace can handle that. I think charities can handle that just fine. Organizations like, you know, the Salvation Army is one example of uh, of a private organization. I that give is, to them every year. Yeah, that is out there helping people that need help. And the, the difference there, of course, is that uh, charities and private groups that are helping others have an incentive to actually care about the people that they're helping. Now, I'm not saying that every bureaucrat is completely black-hearted and cold, but the government system doesn't have the, the, the same incentives as private charities do because the government is guaranteed to get the money that they need for their operating budget, whereas charities... Well, they actually have to show that they're doing a good job and actually helping people that, number one, need help, helping people that are willing to eventually help themselves and that, you know, they're not just expecting handouts. They're working, like, in goodwill uh, to learn skills and to, uh, you know, to move up in the world and get jobs and get out there and get back out uh, into, uh, you know, the workforce or whatever. Uh, these are things that private charities can do that governments just don't have the incentive to do because, well, as, as I said, they can just force the money out of you. So I think that welfare in general just needs uh, to end. And as far as the, the hospitals are concern. You sounded a little bit callous, Mark, when you made it sound like you didn't think somebody that had a sick baby should get help from a hospital. In the absence of the government forcing hospitals to help people, hospitals already have charity wings and things like that. Uh, there are free clinic days, doctors around this country. Uh, remember we had a doctor call in once to tell us that there's one day a year where he opens, at least one day a year, where he and several other doctors just open up their offices and they, they just let people come in and, and have doctor services absolutely free of charge. Some of them fly around the world to do that. So in the absence of all these governmental regulations on health care, and there's far more than just the, the, the hospital mandates, it's so regulated, uh, in the absence of all of those controls, we'd have a, a free market in health care. Doctors should make house calls, which would give them far more uh, free time to do charitable things. I mean, all of these things, uh, taking care of people can be done in the absence of government coercion. So I hope that explains my position a little bit. It, it does, and I, I completely agree with you on that, and to kind of shift gears, is there any way possible that these entitlement programs can go away, repealed, whatever? Is it is it ever going to be possible? Well, well the federal government's going to crash and burn at some point. Uh, so the you know the laws of economics are going to come crashing in. The house of cards is going to come down, and then those programs are going to be done for. I think that anybody that looks at the numbers can you know easily see that without severe modifications, the social security program is certainly not going to be around for us to collect. Uh, which I won't be collecting because I don't pay into it. Um, but uh, so the answer is no. Nah, you're probably not going to be able to change anything at the federal level. It's just going to have to to come apart uh, at the seams, basically. As far as changing things on a state level, that's still a pretty difficult proposal. And I know that this is your first time listening, so it means you probably have never heard of the Free State Project, have you? No. 
Well, the Free State Project is a movement of thousands of liberty-oriented people all converging on the same geographic location. So if you're like me and you believe that uh, people should be free to live their lives how they want, so long as they don't harm anybody else, uh, if you think that uh, in order to have liberty, you have to give a liberty to other people in order to get it for yourself, then you would be somebody who might want to take a look into the Free State Project. People are converging here in New Hampshire. Mark and myself, we made the move from Florida back in 2006 as part of the Free State Project to get active together with others to get active for freedom so we can see these things, that, so we can see the changes that, uh, that we're talking about sometime in our lifetime. I'll check that out. Guys, thanks for your time tonight. Thanks, Jed. And uh, check us out every Saturday night there in uh, in Charleston. And and if you really enjoyed the show, give uh, give the station a call. And this applies to anybody listening on the radio. Give your local radio station a call. Talk to the program director and tell them thank you for airing Free Talk Live. And then if they're not airing all six nights a week, all three hours a night, ask them for all six nights, all three hours a night. Thank you for the call, Jed. 800-259-9231. For those that want to learn more about the Free State Project, uh, head on over to their website, freestateproject.org. You'll learn about the upcoming Liberty Forum, which is happening in March, uh, the 18th through the 21st. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from there, but hopefully you'll be able to come out and experience what it's like to be amongst hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people who are actually doing more than just talking about doing something. I mean, Americans are pretty good about complaining and identifying, in many cases, some of the things that are wrong with this country, but they really haven't been given any solutions. I mean, when you listen to talk radio, the solution is usually, vote for my team, vote for the red team, vote for the blue team, vote for, you know, whatever team happens to be of the talk show host team that is uh, that is on the radio. But that has never really resulted in any more freedom, has it? Well, I, 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 for one, was a ditto head back in the 90s. I listened to Rush Limbaugh. I believed in the contract for America. I was all for... I, you signed it, didn't you? I, I, well, the contract with America? Yeah. No, that was a contract binding the legislators to uh, smaller government, as, as I understood it. Did they even sign it? I don't know that there was any actual contract with America. I think that was uh, PR on the part of uh, yeah. Mr. Gingrich, Newt Gingrich. Right. And what turns out, when the Republicans got in tra- charge of the government, the government grew. It grew faster than the Democrats. Wait, wait, they, they said charge. they slashed it to the bone. I know they said that. They were lying. <laughs> and that's why I don't believe Republicans anymore. You can bring up absolutely anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CII, uh, CAI toll-free line. Don't worry, Mark. Just elect them again, and they'll slash it to the bone this, this time, time they'll do it yeah more coming up this is free talk live guys do you have trouble getting women or ever wonder why she chooses to jerk instead of you do you want to know what she really wants in a man welcome to schoolofdating.com the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect schoolofdating.com offers live dating shows free chat line coaching and much more whether you're single dating married or just need motivation when it comes to women we'll show you how to get there SchoolofDating.com. We're more than just a dating site. We're a lifestyle. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, those features, by the way, include our chat room. You can head over to chat.freetalklive.com. Get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Best time to find them, of course, is during and uh, sometimes for a little while after the show at chat.freetalklive.com. That is chat.freetalklive.com. And on Free Talk Live, we've uh, talked about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. 
investment, and a barter currency. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Haves, and, dis- and dishonest, dishonest Money. It's a great book that uh, simply explains the Federal Reserve and its systematic looting of the entire world. You can uh, call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com, and uh, the shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's uh, gold.freetalklive.com. All right, you can bring up absolutely anything. We go to Rufus listening in Savannah, Georgia. Rufus, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Ian and Mark. I really enjoy your show. Thanks, Thank Rufus. You. It's on your mind I tonight. Don't always, I don't always agree with everything, but you do make me think. Well, that's good. That's um, uh, it's important. Um, I would like to talk about the subject of collusion. I don't hear you speak much about it, but then again, I haven't listened to every one of your shows. Uh, we all know, you know, that there's collusion in the marketplace, and I'm talking about your big Fortune 500 companies. Uh, you know, briefly, if anybody out there who doesn't know what I'm talking about, you know, price fixing, how the corporations get together and determine that they're going to charge pretty close to the same for a gallon of gas or a hotel room or a hamburger or whatever, you know. And uh, some people say, no, that's the market that determines that, but I disagree. I think the big corporations since World War II have totally taken over the economy. We used to have a mom-and-pop. Every town had like a mom-and-pop hardware store, mom-and-pop restaurant, mom-and-pop this, mom-and-pop that, and the family farm. The money was spread out more to individual families than it is today. Now the corporations have consumed the entire, well, not the entire, I don't want to lie, but they've, they've just taken over big business, and the, the money gets, Distributed by them to the people more than than mom and pop. I think that. And so uh, they, they, huh? Oh, I was just going to comment that I think that uh, as far as collusion is concerned, or or businesses forming a cartel or something like that, uh, which is what kind of what you're talking about here, we can speculate in the various different areas in which collusion might be happening, and that's fine and dandy. That would be speculation. But one thing you can be certain of is that if there is collusion going on, and I think you're probably right, that in some areas there there are uh, companies that are colluding on prices and things like that. If there is collusion happening, it's because of the limitations that the government is placing on the marketplace. And what I mean by that is if there are so many different uh, and only you know X amount of companies in a specific industry, uh, the gov- usually what happens is at some point the people in those companies decide, all right, this is about enough. We don't need any new competition in here. Let's form ourselves a regulatory commission. Uh, we'll get together with the government. We'll form this uh, plumber's board or whatever, and uh, we're going to go ahead and set up a bunch of rules or the restaurant uh, restaurateur association uh, or whatever. They're given the power to create by the government people, given the power to create regulations for the people in their industry. And so because they've been in and they've been uh, participating participating in that industry for a while, they've already meet, you know, met the regulations or they grandfather themselves in, and then they create all these new rules that basically increase the, the level of financial commitment and, and obedience that one would need in order to become a competitor in that industry, thereby essentially excluding new competition. See, because if you actually had a free market, which we don't have in this country at all, uh, if you actually did have a free market and there were companies that were colluding on price, then you or I or anybody 
anybody else who wanted to could come come into that industry, start our own store or create our own service uh, provider, and we could go in and undercut the uh, the people that were colluding, and we could snatch uh, a bunch of their customers away from them as a result of offering better prices, better service, or whatever. But if we have to go to some approval board first and show them that we've done this, that, this, and that, and this and that, which cost you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to to jump through all those hoops, then that means we have to uh, you know basically join the old boys club. So uh, yes, there is collusion I think happening out there, and it's the government apparatus of licensing and regulation that actually enables it. Your thoughts on that? Yes, Ian, you're, you're, you're absolutely correct, but I would like to point out it's not just the government, it's the lobbyists who went up to the government and bought off the politicians to make them pass those laws. Sure. And that, so, that's, so it's the big business, not the government, that's colluding, that, that controls everything. So, you know, if it was up to – there are no free markets. So if it was up to big business, the, the minimum wage right now would be $2 an hour. Now, if, uh, if there I'm was – I'm not saying the government – I'm not saying the government is our savior, don't by any means, because they're all screwed up too. But, but, I mean, it's a combination of the big business – and the government. So well, if you, I agree. If you, to get rid of the government, let big business take over everything. It might even be worse. Wait, wait, wait. wait. See, mm, I, I, here's, here's my question: um, is is if let's say the United States government, um, I'm going to just paint a picture for you. Let's say that the United States government was relegated to just handling the military, right? And I'm sure they'd mess that up too. But well, let's just, just say they were relegated to that, and they couldn't make any rules uh, for what went on in the geopolitical uh, designation known as the United States, and that was left up to the states. Um, and then where would the what would the happen to the lobbyists that were lobbying for all these rules in the United States? I'm sorry, I, could you repeat it just one more time? Well, the point I'll I'm trying to make their okay. right if if the if the lobbyists um, if if there is no government in the United States um, except for handling the military or whatever, then the lobbyists don't have anything to lobby because the United States doesn't have the power to do what it is that they want. So the big businesses don't get control of the apparatus that is the United States government. Does that make sense? Well, if our, if we had no if we had only government taking care of the military and other basic essentials, and we let, quote, free free market, unquote, which I don't believe there are anymore, but if we let the marketplace determine uh, all these things, uh, greed, we know that corporate, you know, there the, the are no more entrepreneurs, it seems like, because we have a shortage of entrepreneurs You've glossed over it completely. Um, the fact is, if I can compete against these big businesses, then I can offer either better services or lower prices or all these other things that currently these regulatory commissions that the government puts there to protect us keep me from doing these just such things. Um, uh-huh, and- yes. So it's, I agree with you. There's it's too the much government, government regulation, right? It's the government that's um, being used as an apparatus to, uh, to to stifle innovation in the marketplace. And if you didn't have the government in place to do those things, then you wouldn't have that stifling. So you'd have more competition, and you wouldn't have the collusion that you were talking about in the first place. Absolutely, because you, you can't collude with too many people. The government is a tool of violence. That's why these uh, corporations are utilizing that tool to prevent people from coming in and competing with them and offering a, a new product, a better product, a better service, or better price. Uh, so it's the government that is essentially assisting 
arresting these people without the tool of violence known as the state, they would have to sell their product and service on a completely voluntary basis, and they'd have to compete. So if they got greedy and raised their prices too high, then we could step in and compete with them. Right now, we can't do that when they get greedy because it's too cost-prohibitive for us. I thank you for the call. And one of the things you mentioned that I wanted to touch on a little further was the minimum wage. You kind of dropped in there that, well, without the government, these businesses would you know, be paying two bucks an hour. Would they? Let's talk about that here in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features, by the way, include our Facebook profile. You can become a fan over at facebook.freetalklive.com. That again, facebook.freetalklive.com. Uh, don't forget that uh, the Free, T- Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Go to freestateproject.org to learn about the uh, excellent idea of bringing liberty-oriented people all together into the same place. Again, freestateproject.org. Let's continue here. Uh, briefly, want to talk about uh, the minimum wage because our last caller suggested that, oh, well, if the government wasn't around, that uh, these corporations are so greedy, they'd cut the wage, uh, the minimum wage, or they'd cut the wages down to $2 an hour or something like that. And as we pointed out, the if the marketplace was free, and it's not, because the government's around to prevent that from happening. But if the marketplace were free, then greed is checked automatically by competition. So competition not only brings prices of products and services down and quality of those products and services up, sure. uh, but it also there's also competition for employees. In right, that- because the only monopoly that really exists in a free marketplace is the monopoly that one has over their own labor. And uh, so if obviously an employer would love to employ me at $1 an hour, but there's another employer out there that will give me $2 an hour and another one out there that will give me three, four, I'm, you know, I, I believe myself to be worth, worth significantly higher than those numbers. But it's, so it's competition among the employers that allow people to work for more and more. And the, what, what it presupposes, this idea of the minimum wage, is that these people that are down near the low end of the, uh, the, the wage scale are not worth what they're getting paid. If they're not worth what they're getting paid, they're going to be fired because that's what happens when the minimum wage floor is raised. Is You, you can look at it. Look at the charts of employment. You can see them dip every time the, uh, the, the yeah. minimum wage is, is increased. And, um, it affects poor people right. and uh, you know minorities more than anything else. It doesn't affect businesses generally. You it don't see teenagers. Too, too many businesses go out of business because they can usually just fire cheap employees and then or, or lay them off or whatever it is that they need to do, and off they go. Um, you know, doing their thing. So you've uh, it really distorts the marketplace. Plus, it sure then, does. Then what you have is a tendency for prices to go up because if I'm 
you know, been making pizzas at $5 an hour with my pizza employees, and then I have to make them at $7 an hour, I have a few options as to what I can do. I can let people go. I can charge more. I'll probably do both of those things, or I could go out of business. You can also cut costs. You could use cheap cheese and right. cheap pepperoni and stuff like that. But then like I'm going to lose market share. Right. So um, the, the none of the options are desirable. Right. None of them the... are good, and people will be employed best if you just let the marketplace figure out what they're going to pay people. Absolutely. That's what's fair. That's what's just. And if you don't think it's fair or just, I guess what you think is that you know better than employees or, or employers what people are worth. And that makes you God. And who the heck do you think you are telling me what to do? Yeah, it should be an agreement that comes to what somebody gets paid should be an agreement between the employee and the employer. And that's it. That's where it should end. And does that mean some people will make less than the current minimum wage? Was it eight, seven or eight bucks an hour? Something Something like like that. that. Does that mean some people will make less than that? Maybe. Maybe indeed. Maybe uh, prices would start to drop because of all the new competition and everything. And then uh, prices in the marketplace would drop and then wages might drop a little bit as well. But if wages drop and prices drop, what's the what's the difference? Right. We currently have a Mickey Mouse uh, economic system anyway because the government just prints the dollars and, and, and prints as many as they want and devalues the dollars that you currently have. That's one of the reasons why uh, wages have to keep being, you know, the minimum wage right. has to keep being raised is to catch up with inflation. Uh, and, and also, one other thing about this before we continue with the calls, what about people that are willing to work for less than minimum wage? What if uh, I want to hire somebody to do some menial task that's not really worth that much? I want to bring a teenager in to uh, clean up the yard or something like that, but I only think it's worth five bucks an hour, you know, or, or whatever. Uh, I'm, not, I, I'm not legally able to do something like that. I mean, I'm going to do it anyway because I don't care what the law says. But uh, legally, I'm not able to do that. Somebody might turn you in yeah, for it, and then, you're, and then you're in big trouble. But you can legally do it as long as you have, uh, have, have, have sired that teenager that you're putting to work. You yeah. can do it to your kid, um, so you that's okay. For free. You can do it to fruit pickers because they've got well the, the fruit picking industry. You think those people are getting paid seven dollars an hour plus no, benefits? They're getting paid Heck by the bushel no, or whatever. They're getting paid by the bushel. So it's it seems that it seems in this country that it's okay to exploit your children. It's okay to exploit fruit pickers and God knows how many other industries. But it's not okay for just your average employer to uh, you know. To employ your average employee at whatever rate they want to. Yeah, I remember uh, the, Dr. Mary Ruart, excellent author. She wrote the book Healing Our World. I highly recommend it. You can read the 90s edition free on her website, ruart.com, R U W A R T.com. And in that book, she talks about how she was uh, working on low income housing, building and maintaining it and all that. So that was what she was doing at the time. And somebody who was living in the neighborhood had come by and offered somebody who had a, a disability of some sort. I don't remember what it was exactly. But it was uh, it made them less than desirable for your average job, okay? And so this person came by and they talked to Mary and they offered to do some work for her. And they came up with the offer of, "Hey, I'm willing to do this." And this was written a long time ago. So they said they were willing to do it for two dollars an hour or some wage that was below what the minimum was at that time. And she felt so bad that. You know, it was like sweeping a parking lot or something like that, something real basic that anybody could do. She felt so bad because she wanted to help this person out. She didn't have enough money to pay that person what minimum wage was. She might have been able to bring them on at the lower wage, but 
if she had been turned in or something like that, they would have shut down her building project and, and all of that. So she Not was to mention to... that once you employ somebody at these minimum wages, um, in many states, they've got all kinds of rights as an employee. Yeah. You can't just let them go when it's time to let them go. You've got to give them health care packages. There's all kinds of laws out there for employing somebody. Look, it's just me, and I'm just employing them to do a job until I don't need that job done anymore. Let's go to Steve listening in Florida to WFTL on the East Coast. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, hey. Nice to get through to you. Thanks for being on there. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of technical insight to my friend over in Tampa that said they have a power plant that's running on jet engines. Okay. Yeah, what was that about? Uh, well, i I give you a little background. I, I worked for a major jet engine company for 13 years, and... Uh, in the 10 years following that, I've worked for all the other major jet engine companies as well as uh, a couple of industrial uh, gas turbine companies. Uh, he's a little confused. Um, jet engines are turbine engines and power-producing uh, turbine engines that they use in power plants are based on the same thermodynamic cycle, but they're not really the same thing. Um, so he's a little confused there. But uh, what I wanted to tell you guys is that what – what they typically run these things on is natural gas. Ah, uh, okay. And natural gas burns pretty darn clean, and they've done a whole lot of work uh, recently, and, and recently I mean in, say, the, the past five, ten years, to really clean up uh, over and above just, just burning natural gas. They've got clean-burning combustors that are low emissions, low nitrous of oxides, and uh, I've actually you know, done a little work with the guys who, who know the chemistry. I'm a mechanical engineer myself. But um, they've really cleaned up the emissions from these things. So natural gas and, you know, love or hate T. Boone Pickens, I mean, he was kind of on the right trail there in, in promoting natural gas. Uh, and there's, uh, from everything I hear, tons of it out there. Uh, be a great way to go to uh, you know, get us off of oil and, and coal and promote more natural gas and more cleaner burning energy. Right. That's why you're not seeing any smoke coming out of these stacks over there in Tampa. Good to know, and thank you for clearing that up. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Uh, yeah, I wanted to make a little comment on the, the guy who thought that uh, you know everybody in in the United States should speak English. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think uh, <laughs> I, to kind of paraphrase, I think it was Steve Martin. I, I think uh, he should learn to speak Cherokee. <laughs> oh, nice call. You know, I thought about mentioning the, uh, the the original natives, and I didn't bring it up. So well said on that one, Steve. I thank you for the for the call tonight. Brilliant. 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. Zing. More coming up. Uh, even in the remaining moments, we've got enough time for your call. You can uh, take control of the airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, enough time for your call if you make it right now at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you like the fact that we give you the features on our website for free, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show and get on more radio stations around the country, bring on more Internet listeners, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Plus, you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only podcast, AMP-only forum, and more. Go get all the details and get signed up. 
with any major credit card or PayPal or some of our alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com to your phone calls. Frank is in Ohio listening to WCER in Canton. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year, fellas. Indeed, Frank. What's on your mind tonight? Thank you. Uh, First of all, on a world perspective, okay, people have wars with each other because they power plays in conjunction with oil companies and central banks, etc. And I'd like to know, I I consider nuclear power, um, you know, a genocidal dead-end street for for the entire world. I'm for... uh, doing away with nuclear weapons, totally, all countries. But the the prosperity of all countries is in my heart and mind. Well, you realize that nuclear weapons are far, far more dangerous than nuclear power plants, right? I, I do realize that, okay? I do realize that nuclear weapons are out of the question for any country to have, really. And so I think nuclear weapons should be outlawed around the world. Okay. 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 I'm with you on that one. I'm all for getting rid of nuclear weapons. I just don't uh, think that it's going to happen. Okay. And and now I'm going to go to... I'd like to get rid of the governments that are harboring them, too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, get rid sir. of all of their tanks and their bombers. And while we're at it, I mean, let's, if we can get, get them to get rid of the nuclear weapons, let's get them to just disarm entirely. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I want to approach, because I'm an environmentally conscious person, and I'm well aware of the whales, the poisoning of the whales, where they were starving to death from the lead poisoning from the batteries being dumped and also from the fuel uh, being uh, uh, leaked and dumped throughout the oceans, around the oceans, and and trying to clean up the oceans, okay? And well aware of those factors, and you fellas probably are aware to some degree or another, I, I, I wonder why the countries, our country is supposed to be a leader in the field, okay, and promoting other countries to get power to their people because power it, it means they can develop, okay, and and pros, prosper in crop growing and 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 feeding their people and and giving people a, a good life. Well, if you want people to prosper, all you have to do is leave them alone. Well, what I'm talking about, why we're the direction I'm heading is because we can have both salt water and fresh fresh water hydroelectric plants in conjunction with cold fusion and hydrogen, we could build those plants in our country and lead other countries to do the same. Sounds like a great idea, Frank. You're just going to have to get rid of the federal government first. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. If you had a free market in uh, electricity, then various different methods would be tried. Maybe the hydroelectric thing would work very well. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe the... Uh, you know, it the... seems like a really great way to get, uh, get power, but I don't know, and, and you know, they... Natural gas. The idea that politicians can make these decisions best seems ludicrous. Hell no, they can't. That's why I'm saying you need to leave people alone if you want innovation to happen, if you want new ideas to come about and be implemented, new cost-saving measures, new safety measures, things like that. Leave people alone and let the marketplace work, and then we'll find what the best way to power things are. And maybe there is no best. Maybe there's three different best ways. You know, and uh, you know, who knows what would happen if the government would just stay the hell out of it. And by the way, when I say that I think the government should disarm, uh, that's not to say that I think everybody should disarm. I think that each individual should be able to provide for their own protection in whatever way they think is best. So if you want to, you know, arm up and uh, 
have your family all trained and stuff like that, you're certainly welcome to do that. I just don't want the government people with their hands on weapons because they're the madmen who are willing to use them on innocent people. Right. I think the I think the evidence is that uh, that that most of the crime, uh, you know, most of the deaths uh, that that humans cause seems to be caused by the governments, not by criminals. So if you're going to disarm people, what the heck are you trying to do disarming the average citizenry? Disarm the governments. Let's continue with uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist on the amp line in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, guys. Actually, I'm in Texas visiting family, All but right. uh, I wanted to talk about nuclear power. And uh, I think uh, in a free market society, which I would hope someday we actually get to one, uh, nuclear power would be the one of the worst forms of energy. And the reason for that is uh, we are subsidizing the disposal of the waste in nuclear power. And so far, the free market has not come up with a very good way to dispose of the waste. And, of course, the waste is very long-lasting. And uh, I think maybe even we're subsidizing the manufacturing of the fuel rods, but I'm not sure of that. But at any rate, uh, what we're doing with all the waste is we're just collecting it in pools, mostly on the reactor site for the most part, although some there are some disposal sites but nobody's figured out a good way to dispose of that and what it's being uh, it's going to be left over to the taxpayers basically to pay for the disposal so the nuclear energy the cost is never fully factored they never factor the cost of the disposal they're always figuring the cost of the fuel rod the cost of the plant and all that but when it comes down to time to decommission the plant dispose of the fuel that's all dumped on the uh, respective governments so to speak and uh, we wind up paying for that, and uh, that's not factored into the cost of the energy. Very interesting, and I'm sure it's not the only power source that is uh, is being subsidized these days, so the only way we'll know for sure right. is to get the government out completely. And, uh, you know, I, I, whether nuclear power can be uh, have an excellent safety record or not, only time will tell, and I think that uh, whatever safety problems they have, they certainly uh, probably would be able to work them out, but in the process of working them out, you wind up with accidents, and accidents wind up with damaged people. Now, if if they pay for the damage, that's one thing. If they damage something the size of the state of Maine, you know, it's hard to pay for that. So, yeah, that's true. Um, so, Thanks, Gene. Uh, that's for the... why I think yes, sir. their power is terribly expensive. Very good. Thanks for the call tonight. Let's talk to Seth in Wisconsin. Seth, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Um my governor, actually, in Wisconsin, did something kind of controversial lately, and I'm wondering if you can uh, give me your opinion on whether what he did was wrong or not. What is it? When he was supposed to be signing a bill on gay marriage, he was sitting in his office naked eating grilled cheese, shitting on his desk. Oh, we can't let you go get away with that. Thank you and goodbye. one 800 Let's talk to James in San Francisco. James, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Uh, yes, I'm calling tonight uh, to get your guys' opinion on this case about a girl called Alyssa Bustamante. She's from Missouri, and she's uh, charged with first-degree murder, and she's only 15 years old, and they're trailing her as an adult. Who did she kill? Uh, she killed a nine nine year old girl called Elizabeth Olson. Oh my! I mean, have you guys heard about this case? No, I've I've not. What were the circumstances? Well, there's there's not really too much information on it, but she confessed to it, and she said she just killed her for uh, to like see what it feels like. Wow, sounds pretty 
Sounds pretty like a pretty dangerous individual. So your question is, what should be done in this case? Yeah. I what do you think? What, well, me personally, I, I always believe people can be rehabilitated. I, I personally don't agree with, like, sending people, like, uh, life sentences and, like, just putting them away for life. I always like to give people a chance to redeem themselves. And I got to admit, this is kind of like a big issue that she did, like a big crime. But I personally think she should be able to be given a chance. I have to agree with you there. I think that many people uh, will change, and over t- over time, they'll become someone that they weren't. I mean, I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. Mark, I don't think you were the same person uh, then either. Certainly not the same person you were 20 years ago. Nope. And uh, so I think you're right about that. But at the same time, I also think that somebody who commits a crime needs to make good on what it is that they've done. So, uh, so this young lady needs to start paying some sort of form of restitution to the family in the, of this nine-year-old girl in, that, in this case. I also think that, uh, in general, society has, uh, is more forgiving for younger people than it is for you know, people of a certain age. And I think that that probably needs to be factored in. Um, you said she was 15? Yes. I think the crime was actually committed when she was 14, but she just turned 15. Yeah, I mean, it's that, that in some societies, a 14-year-old is a full-fledged adult, um, and I, I, I couldn't say. It sounds like, uh, it, it sounds like the, the family does. She probably needs to do her best to make this family whole, and that's not going to be very darned easy. But, well, you'll never uh, make them whole, but you can do whatever you can. I don't think and, a little time will hurt her either. Yeah. Thanks for the call tonight. We are out. Speaking of time, we're out of it. It has been Ian here with you. Is that one of them segues I've heard no, of? No, we're not segueing into anything. We're done. All right. Uh, but we'll be back on Monday night, and you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Wishing you a happy, safe, and fun rest of your Christmas weekend. All right, we're going to do a podcast giveaway of the uh, Totasec, and I'm sure if you've been listening to, if you're listening to the podcast, likely you you know what a Totasec is. But I'll quickly rattle it on down for you. Totasec is a handle made of uh, completely 100% recycled materials, and um, you, you can use them to carry grocery bags and many other items. I have them. I think they're great. This will be for a pair of them. It can only be one if you are inside of the United States of America. I'm really sorry. Um, there have been people from outside that have wanted them shipped, and he has shipped them out to them. Um, also, you uh, need to have not won a Toto Sack in the last 30 days or anything from Free Talk Live in the last 30 days. So uh, any other other rules you can think of, Ian? That sounds about right. How do you want to do this? Um, the, let's, do, let's use email. It seems, sounds best for podcast listeners. Um, so the first person who can tell me the color that I'm thinking of right now. Chartreuse. Well, you know, that would be a really great guess, but um, it's not the color I'm thinking of. Because is, I thought is it, it one was of those obscure obvious. colors? It's, I, what, what are you asking for hints? I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, it, there are a lot of obscure colors out there. Um, it is not included in the, uh, the, 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 the traditional rainbow of colors. However, it is not an unusual color. Either. Hmm. Okay. So. so the first person that can email the color that you're thinking of yes. to mark at freetalklive.com. Yeah, I can't see anything around here to point at that's uh, that what else? color. What else do they need to include in the email? They would, they'd need to include their first name, their last name, their street address, the city and state and zip code at which they reside, and their daytime telephone number. If they guess the, uh, the, the proper color but fail to include all of those things, that's name, address, and daytime telephone number, uh, then they don't win. They're disqualified, and I'm going to throw it away, and I'm not going to tell them that they won or lost or anything because uh, 
you know, it's uh, ch- chasing people around to give them total sex is, is not my idea of a whole bunch of fun. Yeah. How I'm going to stop people from sending me color, um, you know, colored guesses, I have no idea. But <laughs> um, at some point or another, you can just guess that somebody's already gotten it. All right. So that's that's the giveaway. That's the prize. And um, that's the. Uh, the contest probably want to respond within the within 24 hours of us publishing this. So. I don't know. Somebody's got to guess a color. Um, so I think you 72 hours. Okay. All right. We'll see. I'm thinking. And, and by the way, there there's not that many people, not that many downloads on Sundays usually. So um, all right, it could be that. Very good. MarketFreeTalkLive.com. If you don't remember all the info to include there, just play this back. And if you don't do it right, well, you'll be disqualified. So there you go. And see you later. And we'll hate you forever. 